Well, we've heard Zachariah's song this morning from Luke 1, and we heard from Baruch. And now I'm sort of skipping ahead and borrowing a text from Advent week to year A. We're currently in year C. There are three years. We're in year C. Next year will be year A. Um, but I wanted us to get a really cohesive picture of, uh, of what we're living and working towards here. When we talk about peace, what do we mean? And when the Christ talks about peace, what does, what does he mean? If you really, really want to round out that picture, you'll take yourself over to John 20 and peek at what Jesus is saying after his resurrection. But this, I'm going to read it Isaiah, from Isaiah 11, which I already sang to you once. So now I'm going to read it to you. It says, then a shoot will sprout from the stump of Jesse, the stump, which everything everybody thinks is dead. Shoot will sprout. From Jesse's roots, a branch will blossom. The spirit of Yahweh will rest on you, a spirit of wisdom and understanding, of counsel and strength, of knowledge and reverence for Yahweh. You will delight in obeying Yahweh. You won't judge by appearance, appearances or make decisions by hearsay. You will treat poor people with fairness and will uphold the rights of the lands downtrodden. With a single word, you'll strike down tyrants. With your decrees, you'll uh, execute evil people. I don't believe in execution, so let's pass over that. Uh, justice will be the belt around this your waist. Faithfulness will gird you up, and then the wolf will dwell with the lamb, and the leopard will lie down with the young goat, and the calf and the lion cub will graze together, and a little child will lead them. The cow will feed with the bear, and their young will lie down together, and the lion will eat hay like the ox. And the baby will play next to the den of the cobra and the toddler will dance over the viper's nest and there will be no harm, no destruction anywhere in my holy mountain. For as the water fills the sea, so the land will be filled with the knowledge of Yahweh. We hear the voice of God in the reading of these sacred words. Thanks be to God. Okay, so... One, this second week of Advent, which we traditionally hold as Peace Week in many Western Christian churches. Um, I want to just admit that I do get bored with that tradition and I get a little frustrated. And the reason I feel frustrated is because, okay, y'all want to talk about peace while we're in this climate emergency that no one wants to do anything about because it would require us to give up fossil fuels and factory farm meat. And this pandemic that no one wants to prevent because it's too inconvenient. And this systemic race, racial injustice that those in power seem to be powerless to fix in any kind of substantive way. And this wealth gap and these unhoused and starving people y'all keep saying there's no remedy for. So take your peace and shove it. I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated with how things are. I'm frustrated with living in all this duality. I'm frustrated with all these platitudes that we say while we're dropping bombs on such and such a country and performing executions at a federal and state level. And all the excuses that people make for why it's okay that, for instance, three more, four, four more kids died just this week in a school shooting and why the guns are more important than those kids' lives. Peace seems impossible compared to the stubborn misguidedness of the human ego. And in light of it, we who talk about peace kind of sound crazy. So my whole life, I have longed for inner peace, like for all of my inner turbulence to be still, 
And I've done a lot of work toward that. I am what the psychologists are now calling a highly sensitive person. You can check it out. It's a real thing. It's a trait. And they estimate about 15, maybe 20% of the populations. And it means that we uh, HSPs, highly sensitive people, are characterized by, characterized by four particular attributes. Okay. The acronym, acronym is DOES, D-O-E-S. D stands for depth of processing. O stands for overarousability, which means we get overstimulated more easily than non-HSPs. E stands for emotional intensity or empathy. And S stands for sensory sensitivity, which means that we're just more sensitive to and aware of stimuli like noises and smells and energy and texture, et cetera. And boy, was I so glad to learn about this. Like it explains so much of my whole life from childhood on. Like, whew, I'm not crazy and I'm not alone. And the world actually needs folks like me. And if you are feeling a little bit resonant about this, what I'm saying, you can read Elaine Aaron's book, which is called The Highly Sensitive Person. But my point in bringing it up is that for some of us human folks, inner peace is a bit harder to maintain than for others because what's happening out there just gets to us more in here. So peace takes everybody some effort and the HSPs among us maybe just a bit more so to maintain. And we all have to maintain it, don't we? The term peacekeeping means more to us now that we're learning to become peaceful in our inner beings, yes? We have to keep hold of our peace, lest it run away at any moment. And I hear the words of Christ when he says, peace be with you. And I hear the songs like, let there be peace on earth. And I've got peace like a river. And I read the mystics who found some peace. And I read today's texts that we've surrounded ourselves with today. And I think, yeah, there's hope for peace. But then I look around and I can't square that with reality very well. It just seems impossible. Like when, when is righteous peace going to be our name? As it says in the book of Baruch. So in Advent, we turn our attention to that longing and that frustration and to that cultivation. I'm also frustrated with what the philosopher Alan Watts, whom I've been reading this past week, uh, calls the ego hoax. And what he means by that is this illusion of separateness that we all come here to learn to wake up from. And waking up means that we realize we're all one, all parts of God's body, all inextricable from one another and from the ecologies that we live inside of. And waking up means we realize that, as the Christ put it, the kingdom of heaven is within us. The seeds of peace are already inside of us. See, um, <clears throat> it's so tempting to believe only in what our eyes and ears behold here. It's tempting to believe that the only reality is the one we see on the news or in the ER or on a battlefield. But we are people who are called to work toward the peaceable commonwealth that I, like Isaiah describes and like Baruch describes and like Zechariah describes in his song in Luke one, it exists, 
It's just not fully here yet. And we are the ones who carry the torch for that. We are the ones who take on a commitment to see it come fully here on the earth because we know that it lives within us and we are birthing it into existence. We are waking up each morning and we are rededicating our lives to the way of Christ and the path of peace. We are the ones doing this with Christ. We are the shoot and the branch from the stump that everybody thought was dead. And we aren't the only ones, okay? We're in a great cloud of witnesses to this reality among a great horde of saints who have held and are holding this vision for the world and working to bring it into being. And we are the ones, we are peeling back the veil of what our senses can perceive and beholding possibility beyond it. The one that Christ among many other humans who've been on the earth, was able to articulate with such compelling language and memorable action. This peace of Christ, even though as of yet, we may only have hints of it that we're able to access. And then even perhaps within our own souls when we get really quiet is what we're committed to. It's what we're training for. It's what we're practicing living out and what we are discipling ourselves and disciplining ourselves to create. We think peace is suddenly just going to appear here and it might. This sudden miracle might happen. But more likely, peace will happen because we people, we spiritual beings having a human experience, spiritual beings made in God's image and part of God's body, wearing bones and flesh on, make it happen. Peace on earth is a pipe dream until we put flesh on it, our own flesh, our skin in the game, our commitment to keeping peace alive in a profoundly unpeaceful world. So peace happens on the inside of us due to our allowing, due to our inner work, due to our giving attention to our healing by way of, say, therapy, by way of reconnecting ourselves to nature, of being in authentic relationships, by way of contemplation and committed spiritual practice. We commit to our own peace. We commit to holding the boundaries we need in any given situation so that our peace may remain with us. We commit to resting and unburdening ourselves and unscheduling ourselves and our families so that we even have headspace for enjoying the peace that we so intentionally cultivate. So there's a paradox inside of this peace that we pray and long for. It requires both relaxing and allowing of peace and a commitment to cultivating and protecting it. And really nothing is more important. Your peace, your inner peace is an end unto itself, but we know, and we say all the time around here, that when we heal ourselves, we heal the world. And in the same way, when we become peaceful in our inner landscape, that peace then emanates out to the wider world. So um, today I want to do a weird thing 
<laughs> David Stipik's going to laugh. David Stipik's always like, just tell me what to do. And we're always like, no. And today I'm going to tell you what to do. <laughs> I'm going to give you two tips, two starting points. Not even, they're not even tips. They're starting points. Do this if you want to cultivate peace. Do this. The first is learn to enjoy what you have. And that means what? It means practicing gratitude. It means paying attention to your blessings and enjoying them, which is all gratitude is, right? And you can do that however you have to. Make a list, tell a friend, look at nature, whatever you got to do. Because here's the thing, y'all. What good is peace if no one enjoys it? Why would anyone want what you or I have if we have no idea how to enjoy it? I've been reading Alan Watts here in this last week, and he writes this. And just note, he was writing this in the 60s. So his, his language is different than ours. He says, if then, after understanding, at least in theory, that the ego trick is a hoax and that beneath everything, I and universe are one, you ask, so what? What's the next step? The practical application. I will answer that the absolutely vital thing is to consolidate your understanding, to become capable of enjoyment, of living in the presence and of the discipline which this involves. Without this, you have nothing to give to the cause of peace or of racial integration, which is happening in the 60s, to starving people in the world, or even to your closest friends. Without all this, all social concern will be muddlesome meddling and all work for the future will be plan planned disaster. I tend to agree with him. He says, if, we're, if we aren't capable of enjoyment, we have no business working towards peace because we won't recognize peace even if it slaps us in the face. And he says that enjoying life and living in the present is a discipline. Now, doesn't that sound a little bit like Zachariah's song from Luke 1, that maybe peace is a path that we must doggedly keep to, lest we stagger away into weeds and distractions and unnecessary conflicts. Another word for this enjoyment is simply contentment, happiness, and satisfaction. I've said it before to y'all, and I'll say it again. I'm pretty sure I'll be saying this till my dying day, that gratitude is spirituality 101. It is basic kindergarten spiritual practice, and it opens the door to any meaningful peacemaking we ever do, whether that's inside our own minds or out in the wide world. Okay. A second starting point or tip or piece of advice or do this is manage your attention, okay? Manage your attention because your energy goes where your attention goes. And there's a balance that you're gonna have to strike for yourself between maintaining awareness of what's going on in the world, which we need to do, like what's happening in the news and in the ER and on the battlefield and in the pu public square, and maintaining awareness of this peaceable commonwealth reality that we are letting God within us imagine into being. In the midst 
of everything swirling around us, we each must maintain awareness of God within, of the kingdom of heaven within us, and of the goodness to which we are committed. That means that you may have to dedicate some time each day to immersing yourself in that goodness. You may have to cultivate some life rhythms that give space to that. Maybe that looks like meditation or yoga or hiking or daily devotions or some physical practice. And maybe it'll be some uh, Lectio Divina or contemplative prayer or some silent practice. Whatever it is that grounds you in the truth of your own being, which is, as St. Paul puts it, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Do that every day. This, this is all spiritual practice is. It's managing your own attention, grounding yourself in the reality you want to see, especially if it's different from what your eyes behold on the news. Using the power of the imagination that is part of your divine DNA to envision something better and cling to that and to allow right action to flow out of that and to give birth to that. Pope Francis says that peace is a daily commitment. It is a homemade peace. Now that's a brilliant and beautiful idea, isn't it? We might make peace like we bake bread or tuck in children, or work wood in the garage, or walk the dog. We might knit peace with our hands. We might plant it in our gardens. A homemade peace that we wake up every day and recommit ourselves to. So may we be people who are committed to peace and who dedicate space in our daily lives to remind ourselves and each other of that commitment and of who we are in our true selves and of the vision of goodness that both dwells within us and which we are birthing and building into the world. Amen.